Hello and welcome to Better Construction with Sean McStay, the podcast where we discuss design and construction techniques, products, and details that lead to a better built environment. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Better Construction. This week, I'm stoked to have on the show Eddie and Tyler Campbell. Uh, They run a successful building information modeling company, but you guys probably know them better as the Construction Bros. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for lying about us, man. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows you guys. You're super successful. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Everybody knows us? Oh, my gosh. I think so. Everybody in our office knows us. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Mom knows us. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Of course. Uh, starting from there though, maybe for like, you know, the three people that might not know you already, um, introduce yourselves. Sure. I'm Eddie Campbell. I'm the older brother by about 13 years. Um, I have been at ABSI, which is our day job for the last almost 16 years. And, um, we are like sixth generation building firm. That's not six generations within this firm. BIM hasn't been around that long, but um, definitely got building in the blood. So um, feels like we kind of came into this thing by eating, but that's, that's me. Um, so yeah. So you did a good job. There. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. How are yeah. you? I'm Tyler Campbell. I'm the younger brother who gives the older brother a hard time. Um, yeah. Same thing. Sixth generation um, fell into it. Didn't intend to go into the family business. Just kind of ended up that way. But yeah, I get to work with this joker every day at ABSI. I'm, um, get to model pretty sweet buildings and uh, have fun doing that, play ping pong and shoot each other with Nerf guns. It's, it's great. Good times. Yeah. Nice. Nerf guns are important. That's a, that's a oh. crucial part of office morale. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> it's, it's an appeal to the millennial. <laughs> in the Gen Z, it works really well for the Gen Z too. You open up that closet where we got all the Nerf guns and man, their eyes. Just, yeah, their eyes get really big. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a good thing to it. throw on the uh, the LinkedIn ad when you're hiring, you know. Absolutely. Uh, must be totally accurate have. with Nerf gun battles. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. For sure. So when you guys were growing up, I mean, you mentioned sixth generation in the construction industry. Um, curious individually for you guys, did, did you see yourself going into this industry? Were there other plans? Uh, how did you end up kind of working your way into the construction side of business? I, I did not see myself getting into this. It, it's funny. I remember, uh, you know, we all have these little career days when you're in grade school and as a kindergartner, I remember going to a career day and uh, like, you know, borrowing dad's hard hat and briefcase. And I went as an architect <laughs> and my dad was not an architect. He was a general contractor. And if you know anything about that, you understand the strife that is between <laughs> those two. And so that was like very, not a good thing for me to go as. Um, and, and growing up, you know, it, it didn't always sound fun being a builder because you hear the stories that dad comes home with and um, the struggles of being a builder. And it didn't appeal to me in that way. Um, but I always like to build things and do things with my hands too. So, uh, you know, I ended up here really because of, um, you know, getting out of school, uh, going to construction because it was what I knew. It was a thing that I, I knew that I could make a living doing and then gradually falling in love with it until it just became a career. And so, um, yeah, absolutely no regrets being here. Love doing it. Now I have a passion for it, but didn't get here um, maybe on purpose, you would say. Okay. 
How about you, Tyler? So I, uh, I guess I started my life as a musician. <laughs> and so that, that puts me more on the artsy side of things um, between the two of us. Um, but yeah, I started out in, in music and, uh, you know, working with dad um, around the house with uh, projects and everything too. And, uh, you know, by the time I was a teenager, he had already started this company. And so I remember, you know, going downstairs and, and annoying him while he was trying to click in beams and doing all that stuff too. So I got to see the beginnings of the company up close and personal. Um, but yeah, you know, eventually over the years, you know, uh, went through and I uh, worked at, at Sprint for a little while, hated customer service. Um, and then I ended up uh, coming back over and, and starting to work here at ABSI. And um, yeah, just again, kind of the same thing, you know, just fell into it because yeah, it was a way I could make a living, a way I could advance myself and, and learn a new, new skill. Um, and again, you know, you know, there are days that I, 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 it drives me insane, but overall I do love it. Um, I do love the problem solving that comes with it. Um, so yeah, no regrets there. It's made me way better as, as a designer. Um, and I think just better as a critical thinker too. Um, yeah. Okay. So how, how did ABSI start? I'm always curious about this, especially because, um, I think this is changing now, but if you went back, say 10, 15 years, definitely people would not always associate construction with technology uh, and keeping on top of the latest in technology, perhaps. So how, how did the company start and kind of what, uh, what drew it there? That was dad. You know, he was working as a general contractor for a lot of years. And, um, you know, after a time there, he decided, you know, I, he, he had a, a job that he had a ton of RFI come back on. Was it, was RFI that we were coming back on it? Well, right? yeah. Or was it change orders? You know how a pearl is like actually just a grain of sand that really irritated an oyster? Yeah. Right? Or a clam? <laughs> like that is kind of like what this company grew out of. It was like this irritation that just sat in the middle of dad's, uh, uh, for Southerners, it got in his crawl. And so he just could not, get by the fact that um, there was this large job for Tropical Sportswear International. Um, they used to put out different, like, I mean, pretty well-known clothing products at the time. The job just didn't go the way it should have. And uh, he found out about them and that it was being used on that job, but then also saw how poorly it went. So it was like the ramifications of... Um, it being used well and like the thought processes of like, well, what if, and then also just the irritation of it not going well and having to deal with the fallout from that. So yeah, he kind of like put the general contractor hat down one day, picked the detailer hat up the next and was like, all right, I'm a BIM guy now. And so that's 17 years ago, 17, half, 17 and a half years ago. And then, you know, yeah, he went from, you know, he went from being a builder to a detailer. Yep. And then now it feels like we're returning back to being builders again, you know, and that's the thing that we're, we're constantly talking about and constantly preaching is, you know, um, you have to be a builder in order to use some of these tools. It only works that way. It only works well if you are a builder, um, at heart and, and with your mindset and, um, you know, detailing is a way that we make ends meet and it's great, but ultimately we got to put that hat on every day and, and figure out how stuff works together. Okay. I th so yeah, I think we never really embraced that either. Like that whole detailing, if 
for the people listening that don't necessarily know what that is and think that we clean cars all day, <laughs> um, we do shop drawings. Like we actually do the shop drawings that surround like steel and rebar and things like that. And um, that's t- typically a kind of technical, analytical, like you think the old school guy at the drafting board type of thing. And so not having that background with our company, I think kind of just bred in that, like we're, we're building with these like online tinker toys, we're building with these 3d objects and it just like, that's fun. So. Okay. So which, which part of the project, like, first of all, maybe explain what BIM is for people who aren't familiar with it. And then at what stage of the project are you guys typically brought in? Yeah. Building information modeling is BIM and we are brought in for our aspect of BIM very early on in the process because we are in the way. We're on that critical path of the schedule. Um, we do a lot with structural BIM, uh, rebar, concrete, and steel. And since that's the, uh, that's the bones and the skeleton of the building, um, the foundation of the building, we get brought in and then we are standing directly in between the general contractor and uh, his best schedule. And so um, we're trying to get uh, shop drawings done as quickly as possible and have become pretty accustomed to working with um, fabricators, uh, rebar suppliers, design builders, general contractors, um, engineers and architects to try to build a building better. And, um, and we do that by putting everything in 3D. You know, like being able to spin around something is yeah. so helpful. Um, for visualization, because I mean, I don't know about you, but like when I first started, it was very difficult for me to pull the, the 2D documents out and like spin them in my head, you know, and you get to that point over time where you can actually look at a set of 2D drawings and then build it in your head and have an idea of what the building is actually going to look like. But what we're really doing is we're, we're translating all of that documentation over into a 3D model finding all of the issues with it and coordinating those things back with the architect and the engineer. Um, and it's, it's really funny too, because it, you know, this, this all sounds very high tech, but it, you know, it, it has been around for a while, but a lot of people still aren't using this technology. It's, it's crazy to me that we're still not using this technology. Um, in a lot of ways, it's so easy to get into. It's so easy to, to wrap your hands around it. It makes your life as a builder so much easier. Um, yeah, we just, we love it to death. We virtually prototype a job before you build yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, like if you had the opportunity to build something before it in, was built. in a way that wouldn't actually cost you if you build it wrong, right? Other than maybe just the time of messing that up and figuring something out, but you could just, you could prototype it to completion and figure out this now works. I see that in 3D. Like I've got, I've got a visual proof of the fact that this will go together. If I just do these things, that's what we're looking for. We're trying to actually um, put a, a foolproof plan together for that building, virtually prototype it. And I think that's um, some of BIM, uh, you know, leveraging all the information behind those 3D, 3D objects is where we really get charged up and mm-hmm. excited. Okay. And so, I mean, I think when a lot of people, when they think about this type of process, they think of really big buildings, like uh, large commercial buildings, et cetera. Um, I have talked to some residential specialists now who are, build, who are builders, who are building, uh, using this technology as well. 
Um, what type of buildings do you guys work on the most? And, and are there any types that you would like to see more of? Anything from, you know, small retail buildings on up to, you know, big airplane hangars and everything in between hospitals and um, we get, we get some house stadiums in yeah. some cases. And yeah. 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 It's, it's all over the place. I mean, really we, we, in our realm with the structural side of things, that's more commercial, mm-hmm. but I mean, we do see this in, in, um, smaller commercial and houses from time to time. So it's really just all the way down to a very small project that's, you know, maybe a thousand square feet up to distribution warehouses that are like a million square feet or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, pretty wide range there. Yeah. But I think uh, we try to push the benefit of BIM no matter who you are. Like we don't, we believe in this process, whether you're a residential builder or a commercial builder. So I don't know if Tyler wants to get preachy on that. I've heard him get there before. (laughs) (laughs) I might, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can use BIM to model a dang shed in your backyard. You know, It, it doesn't have to be a massive structure um, I'm trying to get preachy now that you've, you've, you've teed me I up. Teed like you. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No sorry. pressure. It's never going to work if you try to get preachy. Um, yeah. Give them the shed speech. I love that. Yeah. Give them the shed speech. <laughs> Go to that. No, but it, again, you know, it can even be a shelf in your dang house. You know, you can use SketchUp and model that thing. And, and, and really what you're doing, it's a process of understanding, right? I'm, I'm building this out so I can understand it better to then go out and waste less time on this whole process. And a point that Eddie uses all the time is, um, you know, what, what, is, uh, what is his name? Is the woodworker, the woodworker, uh, woodworker guy. Uh, Norm Abrams. Yeah, yeah. Norm Abrams. Mm. So in his shop, he goes out and he builds the chair out of the cheap wood. You know, he finds the cheap wood and he puts it together. And he's like, you know, for the finished one though, I'm not going to do it this way, you know, with the mahogany or with the black, walnut or something like that. He's not going to waste that wood on that. He's going to build a prototype. So we're virtually doing that so we can understand it. And um, so, yeah, again, you don't have to be in the commercial space to find value in this. You can be in the residential space. You can be, yeah, be a woodworker, um, a chair maker. It doesn't matter. Take the time, study the thing that you're building and, and it'll come out way better in the end. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that uh, especially now as building codes get tighter and tighter, houses get uh, tighter. Well, from an air tightness standpoint is where I'm typically involved with like passive house and those types of things. Uh, but the pre-planning in 3D is absolutely massive because, you know, one of the things they teach you when you take a passive house course is something called the red line method for validating your air barrier. And you take a red line and you draw it all the way around a section drawing of a house or building and you make sure that you never have to lift the red pen, Uh, which sounds really good and on your desk is really easy. But in a real world, all of those floors and everything else connect in totally different ways. So if you can't see that in 3D, you're going to miss areas that uh, in that case could potentially be not airtight. Do you yeah. see, uh, you know, BIM being, uh, maybe you're a little biased towards it, but do you see it being used more and more because the complexity of buildings are going up? hundred percent. Yeah. And so we expect buildings faster, which means we will have to plan them better. We expect buildings that are, 
um, built to stricter tolerances, as you just mentioned. And so we'll have to plan them better. We expect our construction processes to get more automated and something we'll need to program and drive that, which is what models do. Uh, you know, our, our structural models drive the robotics in steel fabrication shops that go through and, I mean, sometimes actually will automate the welding um, and think like an auto line or something like that. Certainly automate the cutting, the coping, the uh, holes that need to go in it, whatever. So yes, the, the more automated we get, the faster we go, the more um, we care that the tolerances are tight, the more we will need this. We'll have to do it this way in order to nail that. And I mean, let's face it, for whether you're a large uh, commercial contractor or a small residential contractor, you're looking for a competitive edge. You're looking for an edge over your competition. And this is an edge. Just beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is an edge. So I'm sold on BIM now. I think that that's uh, definitely the, the way of the future. Uh, and uh, I, I was interested, obviously, in it before you guys came on the show. One thing I would do want to kind of switch gears and chat about, though, is your podcast. So tell us a little bit about your podcast and, and how did it get started? It, it got started by force. One, way, uh, one day I walked in and I was like, hey, Eddie, we're starting a podcast. And Eddie went, what? And I said, yeah, we're starting a podcast. And then we started a podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, I mean, I know we like <laughs> talked about that before, but you like really did it. Yeah, no, <laughs> and the, the answer was yes. Yeah, I, I really did that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we found ourselves talking about a lot of this stuff anyway. And so we're like, hey, you know, we might as well record it. Somebody else might like to listen to it. I don't know who. Um, all three listeners, including our mother, um, they tune in every single week. That's right. Yeah. So, but anyway, no, yeah, we started it just as a, as a, as a way to talk and, and, uh, you know, just kind of be brothers and stuff. And from that, we just kind of splintered off and we really focused on the ideas and the encouragement, um, you know, focusing on exploring ideas in the building industry. And, um, then also just encouraging people as much as we can. Um, cause we feel like that's really lacking, um, a lot in the industry. We're really down on each other a lot. Um, so taking that extra step and, you know, cutting up a little bit and it always goes well because he's here and I can bash on him and, um, he does the same for me too. So he calls me a millennial. I think every single episode, bring um, it up all I can, all he can. <laughs> yeah. So, Cause let's yeah. face it. Everybody else loves that too. Oh yeah, of course. That's the, that's the shtick that we have yeah. at least. So, um, yeah, so it's been it's been a lot of fun, you know. We've been able to interview YouTubers and you know architects and uh, people that are working in uh, mass timber logistics, and it's just it's a lot of fun. It's such a big industry, you know. And and the thing that we keep coming back to is, man, we know so little about this industry. You know, there's so many smart people out there that can teach us so much. So, um, you know, kind of like what you do, man. You you know, you, you come here and you, you're wanting to learn about BIM, you know, that's the sort of thing we're going out there doing every single week too, is what can we learn? Uh, what can we learn about the commercial space in general and, and just make ourselves better builders? It's been so much fun. Very cool. Uh, what would be kind of your, your longer term goal for it? Uh, or is it just to continue just having fun? You know, I mean, for right now, yeah you know, we're going to keep having fun. We're going to keep exploring these ideas and, um, you know, come what may. 
Um, but not to go complete Gary V on it, but, you know, find value for everybody and, and try to um, help people walk away with some, some new ideas and some fresh perspective. You know, I, I find that stuff for me personally, it just it rejuvenates me. It re-excites me for the industry and, and what it could be. And it helps me, you know, put my hat back on and uh, go, go back to work the next day, you know? So for now, yeah, just having fun, talking to cool people and um, hanging out and drinking too much coffee. So <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Well, definitely. Yeah. I think everybody listening should check it out. Um, I appreciate your guys' show because it's, it's got a very wide variety to what's covered. Um, you know, one week will be, you know, maybe a little bit more nerdy building technology, building science type stuff. And then, you know, like you said, the next week will be something pretty motivational or, you know, something maybe it's kind of a, you can work on personally that helps you with your job. So I think mm-hmm. the, the variety, I don't know if there's many construction focused podcasts that have the variety that you guys do. We kind of did an NPR thing too. Uh, I don't know if you listened to that one, but we got to, I, I personally got to work with uh, Barbie Parsons, who's uh, Barbie the Welder on Instagram. Okay. If you haven't seen her, go check her out. Um, she's awesome. She's great. Um, she's such an inspirational person. So I, I got to go and, and I, I talked to her a little bit and I was like, hey, Barbie, can I, can I actually share your whole story? And um, we sat down, it was six hours worth of interviews. And that is, uh, if you've ever interviewed somebody, that's a, that's a long interview. Um, but she spilled all of that. And so went back and I just kind of made it my own project, you know? So I just, I had fun with it. I was able to use the music thing that I uh, had talked about earlier, record all the guitars and, you know, uh, kind of set the mood in a way and uh, tell her whole story. It was, it was so interesting. But yeah, again, it was just, it was another one of those little fun things that, that we did. So yeah, just kind of changing it up every week for sure. Thanks for your encouragement there, man. Too. Yeah, really we really appreciate, appreciate that. Um, it's, this is fun for us. It this really is. Yeah. really is fun. And I, for me, I love meeting people yeah. and talking to people about the things that they know. I feel like it's a gift they're giving us. And so being able to sit and listen to the people that we've sat and listened to, um, pretty much an honor. There, there are people that we have gotten to talk to that, um, you know, maybe we're even a little starstruck by, yeah. uh, and yeah. that's fun. It's just really cool to hear from people like that, but I appreciate your encouragement. That's uh, that means a lot. Yeah, for no, sure. no, of course. I mean, I think for me, I mean, coming from, you know, 15 years of sales and business development in the construction industry, uh, I love doing the podcast because I can talk to other podcasters. I can talk to other content creators and like, people just help each other out because it's not a competition. It's not like if someone listens to your podcast, they're not going to listen to mine. So I better, you know, not, it's like, no, people, you know, my podcast is an hour a week. If that, uh, people have a lot of hours in the week that they can do stuff with. So let's all kind of raise each other up a bit. Uh, so I, I've enjoyed that a lot and it's, it's kind of cool to see that you guys have been able to talk to so many different people for sure. Yeah. I think we all have kind of a common goal too, of improving the industry that we're working in. And, um, so yeah, by, you know, coming on here and talking to you and, 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 you know, like you said, it's just, it's not competitive at all. We just, we get to talk to cool people and hopefully everybody in the industry gets to benefit from that, you know? Um, so we're all trying to, you know, advance the industry forward and preach technology. I said, preach technology, but also preach building each other up. You know, we're not only builders of things, buildings and such, we've got to build people up too. Um, and that's, that's just so much fun. I agree. 
Well, my listeners know as I get towards the end of these episodes, I have two questions always. And so you guys can either both answer or pick someone to answer. It's up to you. Um, But the first one is if you could fix any one misconception about technology and construction, what would it be for you? BIM is difficult to get into. BIM is is difficult to do. I, I would fix that misconception. Technology is not the answer. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Technology is not the answer. I think a lot of people are looking at it like, this is going to solve all of my problems. BIM is going to solve every single one of my problems. No, it's not. BIM facilitates that. It helps you find those issues, but it doesn't fix the problems. The people, they fix the problems. So back to what we were saying, being a builder, right? You know, I can... I could hand, you know, uh, <laughs> our dad talks about this all the time, handing a chainsaw to a kid that's, you know, eight years old versus somebody who's out there who's, a, you know, been a lumberjack for their whole life, you know, who's going to be safer using it? Who's going to be better, more efficient at using it? You know, like it's going to be the lumberjack, obviously. The other, the kid will cut their arm off if they're not careful. <laughs> so technology is not the answer. It's not the solution. Yeah, uh, it can't, it can't can a help. tool. BIM is a tool and so are these other things. Yep. I like your answer, man. You, you did good on that. Oh, man. Thank you for the encouragement, Eddie. You're really welcome, brother. <laughs> That's a really good answer and also a really good tagline for the YouTube video. If you use BIM incorrectly, you will chop your arm off. I, I like Perfect. that a lot. That yeah, that's good. good. Yeah. <laughs> It'll definitely do well with SEO. Uh, <laughs> Last question for you guys is a personal interest question for me. I collect and read a lot of books. And so if you could recommend a book, uh, personal or professional, which one would it be? Oh man, how much time do you got? I love this. I love this question. Uh, so I'm currently working through Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Mm. I would highly recommend that one. Um, yeah, and I'll just, I'll just shut up because I will go off and start talking about books. That, that one actually is one I want to read. I actually uh, so just good. recently finished Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's a good one. Uh, obviously, they have a similar background. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but that one I've heard of and I haven't read it yet. So, so good. Cool. I'll check it out. I've, I've got a couple this year that have nothing to do with construction, but you know I love history and I got to mention them. Uh, I got five presidents from dad. That's a very good one. It's about the Secret Service agent that guarded the presidents, uh, starting with Eisenhower um, and then coming up from there. And then the other one uh, that I read this year that was really good was uh, River of Doubt. It's about uh, Teddy Roosevelt. So um, kind of about this obscure trip that he takes to South America um, after he loses his last bid for president. So um, gives you a lot of respect for who he was as a man. and. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, those, those are cool books that I think you can learn from. Nice. He's the history buff. Oh sure. man. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Uh, for everyone listening and watching, I'm going to go ahead and put links down below to the podcast, their company page, social media, all that good stuff. And with that gentlemen, I wish you a great rest of your day. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man.